0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, we've taken a pause in the book of Matthew for a couple of Christmas messages. Here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Luke 2 and Philippians 2 called Heaven Came Down.
1: Jesus never stopped being God, but what he did was veil his glory in humanity. He veiled his glory in humanity. And a good way to to see a picture of when he showed a little bit of the glory was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember, he takes Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain, and he was transfigured, and his face shone like the sun, and they were blown away. And Moses and Elijah show up. And they end up fading into the background. And the only one that's standing there is Jesus. He gave them a little taste of who he actually is. And I don't know if this is uh, the best way to put it, but he kind of just went, just let them get a little glimpse, right? Of who he is. He showed his glory up on the mountain. He showed who he truly is. And he said, I want these who have followed me, Father, to share in that glory. Jesus Christ became like us, that we might become like him. Jesus Christ became like us, that we might become like him. Now don't get this wrong, we are never going to be God, but we are to be like Christ. He became a man that we might become more like him. He is the start of a new humanity. The Bible calls him the last Adam. The first Adam messed it up, right? Adam and Eve. We don't want to leave her out, right? She was hanging out by the tree. Listen to the serpent. Adam was there. Genesis 3.6 says that Adam was with her by the tree. What was he doing? Why did he not stand between his wife and the serpent? I don't know. All kinds of conjecture. Some people think he was watching football. (laughs) And the human race was plunged into sin and death. Why do we die? Because we have all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. And Jesus Christ is the last Adam. He's the start of a new humanity. He's a life-giving spirit. The first Adam brought sin and death. The last Adam has brought life. And you are either in him or you're not. If you have the son, you have the life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have this life. That's what the Bible teaches. But when you really see who he is, it's hard to imagine that we would resist coming to him. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. I wrote in my notes, if you could imagine the descent from the highest mountain peak to the lowest depth of the sea, a traveling from the farthest spot in the universe away from the earth to the earth, your imagination has not begun to scratch the surface of the sacrifice that Jesus made by condescending to become a man to save your soul it was love that drove him but i don't think that we can even truly imagine what a step down it was for him what he knew he was going to face and yet he became a bond servant a bond servant is one who serves others sacrifices his rights for the sake of others and being found in appearance verse 8 as a man He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Historians say that the Romans didn't even want to speak of the cross. They didn't like talking about it because it was the death instrument of the first century. It was the first century electric chair. Nobody wanted to talk about the cross. The symbol of the cross seems to have taken a a few centuries to really take hold even in the Christian church as a symbol because it was something that was anathema to the minds of so many. In fact, if you were a Roman citizen, you could not be crucified. They could not kill you on a cross as a Roman citizen. And yet God Almighty died the death of the cross. And he despised its shame. You know, when you think about the cross, there's evidence that the cross actually was Uh, at the height of the road where people passing by, going to the marketplace, would walk by crucifixion victims that would be about this high off the ground as this platform is. And you might be walking to do some shopping and walk right by a crucifixion victim. And they say that those victims often were on crosses without any clothes on, naked, dying in front of the masses. And some of them stayed on crosses for days. We've all seen the scenes, right? And sometimes it, it makes me tremble. We say, why? why? Why did he have to die? Well, he died the death that I deserved. He humbled himself and become, became obedient to the death, even death on a cross. He despised the shame. He recoiled from it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if there's another way, let this cup pass from me he didn't want to drink it folks you wouldn't want to none of us would if you knew what was coming and you knew not only the physical torture he would go through but he would bear the sin of the world and there's some mystery here but the bible says he who knew no sin became sin for us the bible says in first peter 2 24 he bore our sins in his body on the tree on the cross well this is how god does things this is who Jesus is, and we end with these verses that are powerful. It says, therefore, verse 9, therefore is always a connecting word in light of what you just read. Also, God highly exalted him. The Father highly exalted Jesus in light of his humility. And Jesus says, if you will humble yourself, you will be what? Exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. You know, our world has it backwards. It is those who humble themselves that will end up being exalted before God. Not to the place that Jesus has, but to a place of honor nonetheless. Therefore also God highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name which is above how many? Every name. The Lord says in Isaiah 42, 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, 1 Peter 5, 6. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven, includes angels and believers there, on earth, that would speak of humans on earth, and under the earth would speak of the dead and perhaps demonic spirits as well. The bending of the knee is universal in scope. It says every knee is going to bow Those who thought they had authority over him or could shame him are going to bow. Pilate's going to bow. Herod, the high priest, Hitler, Lucifer, kings, presidents, archangels, prophets, wise men, you name it, they're going to bow. Every knee. In heaven, Michael, the archangel, is bowing. Lucifer's going to bow. Bow. All the devils and the demons and the, the terrible men and those who were the most exalted, Nebuchadnezzar, Egyptian pharaohs, you name it, they're all bowing before one. Why would they bow before this one named Jesus? Because he is God. And he has a name which is above every single name. Everyone will bow. There's an old commercial I think it had to do with the auto repair place and the line was something like this. You can pay me now or you can pay me later. (laughs) And the idea was if you do some preventative maintenance on your vehicle then you'll be better off. And let me just say this to you. This is going to be preventative maintenance for your soul. You can pay now or you will pay later. You see... Every knee is going to bow and some people are going to bow and say, fall on your knees. Hear the angels' voices, O night divine. And they will bow in worship. They will bow like the wise men bowed. Wise men and women still bow down. And there will be other people who will bow but it's not going to be because they really wanted to. It's going to be because they had to. And they're going to say, oh, yes, he is Lord. But for some people, sadly, it will be too late. You see, every knee will bow in heaven, earth, under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If uh, the worship team can hear my voice, if you guys would come back out. um. See verse 11. Just write this down for your notes. This is a quotation from Isaiah 45. Here's what it says. This is a great deity passage and it confirms that the God of the Bible is the true God. It says these words, Isaiah forty-five twenty-one says, "'Declare and set forth your case. Indeed, let them consult together who has announced this from old. Who has long since declared it? Is it not I, the Lord?' and there is no other god besides me a righteous god and a savior there is none except me isaiah 45:22 says turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for i am god and there is no other i have sworn by myself isaiah 45:23 the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back that to me every knee will bow and every tongue will swear allegiance Philippians 2.11 is a quotation from Isaiah 45.23, a declaration from the God of the Old Testament, and there's no distinction between the two testaments, because the God of the Old Testament is Jesus, and the God of the New Testament is Jesus. The same God. He knew we were in trouble, and that's why he came. You'll hear more
0: from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Hey, I'm producer Rob. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on eight radio stations. Now we're excited to tell you, this month we have begun broadcasting in San Diego. So if you're listening from there... Welcome. We hope that this teaching is a blessing to you. So now we're on two radio stations in Southern California. One in Northern California in the Bay Area, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, and two in Georgia, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. In addition, we have listeners all over the world, like in South Africa, Nepal, Australia, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, and Israel, thanks to our podcast. The country where we have the second most listeners is India, Fewer than 3% of the population are Christians there. The point is, the hope of the gospel is getting around. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth by giving at least $5 a month and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. And also, thank you for contributing to the joy in learning God's Word and feeling Him close. Now, Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, the podcast, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Now, our current level of listener financial support is not quite 50% yet, and we are praying for more listeners to become part of the Walk in Truth team. Can you give a one-time, tax-deductible Christmas gift today? Or become a monthly partner of at least $10 a month? Please help us reach 50% listener support before the year ends. Call 844-48-TRUTH to give. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH or give at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much on behalf of Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners. And be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app available in
1: your app store.
0: Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth.
1: And They're going to say, oh yes, He is Lord. But for some people, sadly, it will be too late. You see, every knee will bow in heaven, earth, under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If uh, the worship team can hear my voice, if you guys would come back out. Um, See verse 11. Just write this down for your notes. This is a quotation from Isaiah 45. Here's what it says. This is a great deity passage, and it confirms that the God of the Bible is the true God. It says these words, Isaiah 45:21 says Declare and set forth your case indeed let them consult together who has announced this from old who has long since declared it is it not I the Lord and there is no other god besides me a righteous god and a savior there is none except me Isaiah 45:22 says Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other I have sworn by myself, Isaiah 45:23, "The word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back, that to me every knee will bow and every tongue will swear allegiance." Philippians 2:11 is a quotation from Isaiah 45:23, "A declaration from the God of the Old Testament, and there is no distinction between the two Testaments, because the God of the Old Testament is Jesus. And the God of the New Testament is Jesus. It's the same God. He knew we were in trouble, and that's why he came. And he says, Yahweh says, Yahweh in fact makes an oath here. He says, I promise you, you can take this one to the bank. Every knee is going to bow. You know, one of the greatest things that I've discovered in my life, being a Christian since the late 80s, is by bowing the knee to him, I have found life. By bowing my knee to him, I've been raised up, seated with him in heavenly places. And that in the ages to come, he's going to show me the surpassing greatness of his glory. And this is where it starts, brothers and sisters. And for those of you who may not know Jesus today, but you'd like to know him, when you come to know Jesus, you come to know your Creator. Doesn't it make sense? that if God made you, the only way that you would find completeness is to come to know Him? If you live a life detached from your Creator, then it only makes sense that you're going to live a life that ultimately is empty, vain. No matter what you get, what accolades, what your bank account says, what rewards you get, you're always going to have a huge missing piece in your life because you'll be detached from the God who made you. But once you know him, everything else will fall into place and your life will have new meaning. You have a new start, a new heart. And this could be the merriest Christmas of them all. If you want that new beginning, you have to decide to bow now. So it's something like this. Would you all bow your hearts with me? Father God, for those who may want to open their hearts for the first time or those who may want to rededicate, and for a lot of Christians in this room right now, for those who just want to just say thank you and just bow a little bit further, a little bit deeper in their walk. May you bless each heart. Only you know the hearts of people, Lord. But my prayer is that anybody who doesn't know you or needs to come to know you, maybe in a new and fresh way maybe those who have been running or have walked away, but they're here today for a reason, may you speak to them about their need for you, your love for them, your grace, how you humbled yourself for them. It's something like this. If it's you, pray it. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Pray it out loud if it's you. I'm a sinner, and I'm sorry. I've fallen short in many ways in my life. But thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you rose from the dead to defeat my mortal enemy death. I bow my knee. I bow my heart to you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please change me from the inside out. Give me a new beginning. Forgive my sin, Lord. Thank you that you took it at the cross. Took my punishment. Lord, As we look to you now, we know you're at that exalted position with the name above all names. The right hand of the Father. We know that you're going to sum up the times and we look forward to that day, but until that day comes, may we be people who are doing Philippians 2, deeming others more significant than ourselves, loving others as you love. May you do that through us and may it be for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Heaven Came Down, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's Christmas teaching in Luke 2 and Philippians 2. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We would also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teachings today. Or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word.
1: Have you ever thought about what would the world be like if Christmas never came? What if heaven never came down? What if God never sent His Son? You know, I wrote a little pamphlet on this, and I was trying to imagine a world without Christmas carols, without the manger. But more than just the lights or, you know, the things that cause us to remember, what if Jesus never came? Well, the songs would be silenced and the hope would be still, and no light would have ever dawned into our broken world. But the good news is that heaven came down, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. You know, as commercialized as Christmas can become for some, the focus of all believers is on Emmanuel, God with us. And tomorrow, right here on Walk in Truth, we're going to deal with a message called Christmas Consolation. And we're going to look at uh, an incredible little story that, um, is told in Luke chapter two. And that story is about a man named Simeon and a woman named Anna. And they were looking, specifically Simeon was looking for the consolation of Israel. That is, where do we find hope? You know, today we know what's going on in Israel. We know what's happened with the Hamas atrocities. And we know, um, you know, all the, the people who are chiming in on both sides and protesting and questioning and and the need there is for wisdom, but the need there is for consolation and peace. We have been praying over the hostages and the situation and, and what world leaders would do, um, Netanyahu and our own president. And, you know, it brings up all kinds of questions about what, where does comfort come from? Is the world ever going to be at peace? Why, why the fighting? Why the atrocities? And, you know, this, this does beg the question of our greatest need. Our greatest need is the one who can console our souls, and his name is Jesus. And let, let's just talk right now about your great need. Maybe you have so-called stumbled on this radio station. Maybe this is not your regular listen. Maybe Christian radio is brand new to you. Maybe you, you are surfing the dial. And all of a sudden it stopped right here and you're hearing about Jesus and you're like, Oh, that, that Sunday school story, the, you know, the, the stuff that, you know, a lot of adults don't pay much attention to. Maybe you grew up in Sunday school. Maybe your parents or grandparent took you and you find yourself as far from consolation as possible. Uh, your heart has no hope. And maybe you feel like, man, I I am hanging on by my fingernails this Christmas season. Look, we get that. And Jesus came. You know, the story of Jesus is true. Jesus entered into our pain. He entered into our world. He has dated the calendar of the world. He is Emmanuel God with you. But you must open your heart to him. And Christmas is such a beautiful time to do just that. You know, if if you are not sure where you stand with Jesus, open your heart. He has come. And if you open your heart, He will come and live inside of you. I know it, it is profound and deep, but it's real and it's true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you open up your heart to Him, He will come and live inside of you and give you forgiveness of sins and hope. Hope not only for eternal life, you know, in the future, heaven, etc. but hope right now, life right now, that which is true life, life indeed.
0: Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You gotta check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's Christmas teaching called Christmas Consolation. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.